0: It's January, but it's almost the end of January, guys. And because it's almost the end of January, got to let you know, if you're hoping to get your hands on some amazing mascara, this sponsorship's going to be running out of this discount because, you know, these episodes are sponsored by MinuteWithMary.com. I talk about mascara all the time because it makes me feel flippin' fantastic, like I'm bodacious, and is bodacious like curvaceous? What is bodacious? Bodacious
1: is like Pam Anderson, like...
0: It makes my lashes feel like they could be a star on Baywatch.
1: (laughs) Bouncing up and down (laughs) as they're running.
0: (laughs) And my favorite mascara, my epic mascara in black, brown, or waterproof black is my best selling mascara for a reason. It's awesome. It curls your lashes. It separates your lashes. And it's worth giving it a try because I have a love it guarantee. And because you're a listener of the This Is Us 2 podcast and a supporter of Blake and I, we're giving it to you at a discount. Only now in the month of January, it's going to run out. Okay, so you got to go to minutewithmary.com slash discount to jump on that. Once it's February, we're switching on over to something else.
1: And so you want to unleash your inner Pam Anderson as soon as you can.
0: You want your lashes to unleash your inner Pam Anderson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. As long as you run on the beach.
0: Everything else I w- No, you don't need to run on a beach. It's cold. It's winter. I want to be Rebecca Pearson with all the hats and the scarves and the cute blue eye shadow.
1: Sign forgot, me up. You forgot the most important part about the mascara. Does it in one swipe, one full step, boom, done. That's all you gotta worry about. One step. Look at you. It's because I'm awesome.
0: You are. Hey Randall. Hey Kev. Uh, I lied, man. I need a
1: catch. Um. Uh, I'm not okay. I'm not okay, man. I uh he had a knife. Hey, he was in my bedroom, Kevin. He could have done something
0: to Brad. He could done something to my girls. He could have. Okay. Okay. Hey. Hey.
1: Listen, I'm here. All right. I'm here. Just breathe, Randall. Okay. Just breathe. We can just sit here on the phone together. All right. Whatever you want. I just. I just. Um. You just. I just need to talk. Okay. I just. something anything i just need you to talk yeah of course okay yeah i know i'll talk i can talk I'm, i'm good at that i'm gonna be that guy randall okay i'm the guy that's gonna get you through this
0: Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hey everybody, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My
1: name is Blake, and I think Mary needs some extra coffee tonight. Extra coffee I'm tonight. I'm drinking
0: honey chamomile tea.
1: And the reason why we all know that Mary needs extra coffee, well, you guys don't know, I do. Why? It's because you had a hard time falling asleep last night. Oh my there was There was just... A smidgen of anxiety happening during and after this episode. Listen, <laughs>
0: if anyone else can relate, there's going to be double story time. Okay, we're just we're just going to get into this. All
1: right, let's do the double story time.
0: <clears throat> well, first and foremost, um, last night. Well, was, I, sorry, oh,
1: if you're just joining us now, if well, you're just joining us for the yeah. podcast, this is when we get into our stories of how we relate to this, the, the, the most recent episode for this podcast. Episode. Yeah. I just, just want to make sure if we have new listeners, oh, it's, a, okay. it's a brand new season. Yeah. Well, not a new season, but it's... it's. But
0: our connection, how this show is, is us. Correct. In a way. Um, well, last night was very difficult uh, for me to watch. Um, so I have been broken into a couple of times in my life. And whether it's been my car on my birthday, thanks, jerk, Um, (laughs) whether it was on the 4th of July weekend and we came home to finding out my apartment was broken into and like priceless family heirlooms were taken. Um, But the most scary situation of break-ins was (sighs) um, on a random Wednesday night. I came home from work and I'm I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty sure I knew who broke into my place. Um, I was dealing with a person who was a little unhinged um, who wanted to be romantically involved with me. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I came home from work. I, I worked two jobs. I was teaching full time as a music teacher and then working at the Rhode Island Philharmonic uh, youth ensembles and I came home after dropping off a student, exhausted to I was on the phone with my mom and I walked up to my apartment door and um, my door so you had to get in through the main hallway, but then my door was wooden and it was broken. It was crowbarred open. And it wasn't that I had left it open. It was torn apart where the lock was. And I don't know what happened to me, but adrenaline kicked in. That's what happened. And I kicked the door and the lights were on. And I screamed, who the F is in here? But I didn't say F.
1: No, no, no. She, she went full out. Yeah. I kicked the door <laughs> and said,
0: who the F is in here? And I started to like storm into my tiny apartment and my mom is on the phone with me and she's going, what's going on? What's going on? And I said, someone's broken into my apartment and thank goodness I was on the phone with my mom um, because she was yelling at me and it took me several seconds to like hear what was going on because she was yelling at me, get out, get out. There's only one way in and out of your apartment. I had like a studio apartment. So the thank goodness it clicked and I turned around, left the um, apartment building, ran across the street to one of my students' houses, knocked on the door and the kid was like, hi Miss Earl, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I've just been robbed, can I see your mom? <laughs> so um, called the cops, the cops were there in a few minutes, we walked back over with the cops, um, well the cops went in first and then they called me back in, they said nobody's in here now but there's footprints and um, the door had been closed and the light was turned off.
1: And they really tore up the place. They really tore it up. like,
0: thanks, Blake, for adding this. Yeah, so the funny, yeah, the cops were like, oh my gosh, look at this mess. (laughs) Look how messy this apartment is. They threw everything you own all over the place. And I scanned the room and I went, no. (laughs) No. This was all the way it was this morning. They're like, really? (laughs)
1: <laughs> like
0: yep. and i said um let me look around at my valuables <laughs> nothing was touched of my valuables nothing <sighs> nothing was touched my the, the apartment was a disaster it guys. appears
1: the suspect had many dinners and left the dishes <laughs> in the kitchen
0: <laughs> i seem to put together guys but let's be real i'm very very messy um but the creepiest thing was there were footprints um on my carpet. And they were able to figure out that when I kicked in the door and I yelled, the person was hiding in my bathroom. And as I said, to get into my apartment, they had crowbarred it open, meaning they had the crowbar in their hand. And there yeah. I was, marching right towards this person.
1: With a crowbar. Yeah. Who was no longer hungry.
0: Who <laughs> who had no way out. Yeah. Aside through me. Um, and it really messed with me. Um, and... I heard the same thing um, that frequently intruders come back that same night or the night after. And um, I had to sleep with my bed pushed against my broken crowbar door so that if the intruder came back that night, hopefully my body weight in this bed would keep the door shut. Needless to say, I didn't sleep that night. Um, and yeah, a couple years later, I got broken into again. So. When I saw this trailer of this episode from last week, I told Blake right away, "Up oh, next week's my story." And my second story is that watching last night's episode messed me up. It Oh yeah. messed me up tremendously. Um All of like my own PTSD of being broken into and knowing that the intruder was there and knowing that the intruder had a weapon and fearing that they were coming back and um, having to know that they often do come back um, and knowing that people get broken into all the time. Uh, It's something that still haunts me. And so as I watched this episode and I saw all of the Randalls facing their monsters but not being able to do anything about it. And I saw modern Randall knowing that his home, like literally his home, was broken into. And to then find out that these jewelry pieces were taken, that this person was in their bedroom it messed me up because it brought back all of my fears and it reminded me like it was so well portrayed that it shook me. I was seeing me on screen um, and I too battle anxiety. Um, And so I went through uh, Randall's emotions and throughout the entire episode, Blake was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I had to keep telling him I'm not okay because I know this and they did it so well that this is me.
1: I thought she was mad at me. I yeah. was like, "Oh my god, what, what did I do? I didn't do anything." Yeah, that's how it was. It's a legit thing. Mary was Mary was messed up. I was not
0: okay. And then I had to stay up at night watching Virgin River on Netflix. Freaking Virgin! It was the River. like I've asked other people. The one that we watched last night was the worst episode of the season.
1: I'm sorry you had no, to watch that. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so bad. Sorry.
0: So that's my story. That literally, oh. the sh- I don't think I've had an episode that has affected me as much as last night did
1: Uh, of any episode of television or just this This is is us us. and
0: a lot of things in this is us hit me yes um but this was really tough for me and that's why i think this show is so awesome is that Most people in their lifetime are going to get broken into. Most people are going to lose a parent. Most people are going to deal with some form of addiction, either themselves or in a loved one. Like this show freaking gets it, gets the tough stuff and says, oh, this effed you up. Well, guess what? We're going to show it on TV because it's effed up other people and y'all need to talk about it and you need to go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so much therapy all the copays uh, so many copays call your
0: kevins and let them know that you are not okay
1: <laughs> well if you want to keep hearing these blazing hot takes like mary has here about uh about uh, I wouldn't call that blazing hot take well i mean it, well i mean it's you know if, well if you want to hear mary's blazing hot takes about virgin river <laughs> Let's oh, put it that way. Uh, you can follow us uh, at maryandblake.com or check us out on the all the social media websites, all the fun places that you can think of, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of it. You can find us. Just look us up at Mary And again, maryandblake.com. You can find all of our great podcasts that we're doing, including Keep Calm and Crown On, Outlander Cast, which uh, will be returning. It's coming back. It's coming back very soon. February 16th, I believe, is the premiere, season five premiere of Outlander. Mary and I will be back doing that. And uh, we have Minute with Mary, Game of Thrones, The North Remembers. We have so many podcasts. It's all there at MaryandBlake.com. And obviously, if you want to continue to help the show, please consider becoming a patron of ours at outlandercastclan.com. Or if you really want to help the show and you want to help Mary, uh, take a look at MinuteWithMary.com slash discount and get that great deal that Mary mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. You want to help the show, you want to help us keep continue to podcast and help this whole process, that's where you should go. <laughs> help me pay for my co-pays. <laughs> <laughs> From getting broken into. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> All right, Marvin, you ready to get into this bad boy? You betcha. You want to relive the PTSD?
0: Um, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Where's my chamomile tea?
1: Well, this one's titled A Hell of a Week, Part 1. This is actually the first of a three-episode run that is focused specifically and singularly on the big three. Obviously, this one, of course, is in reference to Randall. Next week's episode will be Kevin, and the following, obviously, will be Kate. So we'll see how this goes.
0: Land the plane, Helen. Land the Kate plane.
1: I know. Uh, the director for this one is Kevin Hooks, who has uh, directed the, uh, remember the, the great bottleneck episode, The Waiting Room, when yes. they were all trying to wait for Kate's baby being born? Baby Jack-Jack. And uh, the, also the other episode, R&B, uh, yep. from last uh, from this season. And uh, obviously he has this episode here. I
0: Which, once again, one. what has happened with R&B? No idea. Yeah, I know, Who's right? managing the properties. R&B
1: properties is just, we're out. We're, we're out on it. <laughs> That's one of those things that just kind of disappeared, like Walt being special and Lost. It just, it just, uh, it just went, went the way it of the dodo bird. It got
0: reunion-ruled.
1: <laughs> we have to go back, Kate. Yeah, it got reunion-ruled. You know, Dan, you know, Dan Fogelman was like, guys, love Did this, this idea. this is us friends
0: know about the reunion rule?
1: Um, we'll get back to you on the reunion I rule. I think we talked about the reunion rule.
0: Basically, you think you have a really great idea, and it's a big project, and you jump all in, and then you get in, and you're like, actually, I should not have planned my 10-year reunion.
1: None of these people liked me in high school. Why did I sign up to do this? Shouldn't have done that, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Milk was a bad choice. Okay, continue. All right, so, and the writer was... the writer was John Dorsey, who is actually a staff writer for This Is Us. Okay, uh, this season, not even a story editor, just a staff writer, and don't hate. I'm I'm not hating at all. I'm just saying, like you're just like not just well, what I'm, my my ultimate point, my love is. He's graduated from being just a staff writer on on the in the writers' room to actually having his own episode this I is a big deal I hope he gets a
0: present like, like not only is it a big deal but like I wonder if they get a donut cake or something like when you get a promotion like that yep you know do you get a card do you get a do you get a little cupcake what happens
1: do you, do you get like a stale donut you know <laughs> I hope not a stale donut I want a donut cake well it's a big deal for a staff writer That's all what of a sudden saying. to just you know become a, so ha- congratulations have credit. It's, 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 it's congratulations you know what good sir John Dorsey I give you this
0: Seriously. And not only to have graduated, but with this episode, heck yeah. Makes me want to show. Oh, yeah. We're sending you a virtual donut cake. There you
1: go. I got you. I got you, John. All right. So now we got all the, uh, the information out of the way, all the specifics. Marvin, what's your lemonade rating? 4.9. How come? Because
0: it gave me a pfft, very terrible anxiety issues. Yes. AKA, I got not all the feels, but all the feels they wanted me to get, I got. <laughs>
1: yes, you did. You absolutely did.
0: And that's why it's also not a five. Thanks a lot. This is us. I couldn't sleep.
1: <laughs> uh, for me, I'm giving it a four seven. <laughs> I, I'm teetering on four eight. You should give it a four eight. I'm giving. I'm Don't I'm, have
0: too much Kate hate. Just, you know, what, I'm going to change in the document. It's a four eight. Stop hating on the Kate. Give it a four eight. Oh, Poe didn't know it.
1: Oh, okay, it's man. a four eight. Fine, I will go four eight. Um, it, it, I will dare I say, Kitty.: Dare up. I say it's a horse? It's Giddy the first horse up. of uh, the winter. The winter uh, season of this is Us season four. I'm in on it. I'm in good. on this episode. I quite enjoyed it, Marvin. Your GBG, the good, the bad, and the great.
0: My good is the acting of all of the Randalls, even new little Puddin Randall. Oh my goodness gracious! We're in pretty much Red Rum colors, coming on at you. Okay, the, sh- <laughs> the
1: little kiss that was shining. not pre-written, ladies and gents. What? That was not pre-written. What? That is amazing. That you what? just you invoked Red Rum. You like, <laughs> this is great stuff. Guys,
0: I need to drink more chamomile tea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who needs whiskey? Um, okay, oh. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. When I was watching, and the little kid in the trike, and you know, the shining kid, and then it comes Randall wearing like sleepy pajamas, and I'm like, "Are those the same color? Go back to bed, creepy kid." Um, (laughs) (laughs) The acting of all the Randalls with all of their fears. um, (sighs) Seriously, done. Sign me up. You got. Yes, you
1: all win. Especially the little kid. Like the little kid being The little able kid to-
0: did a great job. I will give props. Actually, my favorite out of all of them was- Teenage
1: Randall? Teenage Randall. Yeah, Niles Fitch. He's really good.
0: Oh my gosh, all of his screaming that he was doing and, you know, like, yeah. he's dead, you're dead, you're dead. Oh, yeah. We've all had those dreams. Where you- oh, yeah. Okay, we'll get back to this. Okay. My bad, it was going to be Kate. Okay, but it's not. It's actually- that moment when Randall calls Kevin, says, I'm not okay, I need a catch, and Kevin's there on the phone with him. I am so sad that we know that they're not going to be speaking in eight months.
1: Yeah, this is something I was going to bring up in later on in this episode. That's but you're, you're right, man. Like...
0: It's not that it was bad of the episode. I feel badly about this.
1: Like, how does how does it go?
0: How does it come to that? Well, we know probably how it's going to come to it, but it breaks my heart. It yeah. just breaks my. I just love the Kevin Randall relationship as adults. Okay, and then my great is mm-hmm. that it was so real that, um, I I was like shaking. I was hugging my knees in my chest. And just shaking and not smiling and just freaking out this whole episode, like like I was watching The Shining. That's mm-hmm. how it was. That for those of you who don't have anxiety or maybe you haven't been broken into, it my it was like sus- like I was watching a suspenseful movie. Mm-hmm. It was like I was watching a suspenseful horror movie. That's what my body's reaction was. Absolutely, so
1: a hundred percent, and, and I think that's I think, by design.
0: Yes. So yeah. because of that,
1: it is great. Well, when you start putting The Shining in in this episode, I mean. You know, I gotta, I gotta give it to your boy John Dorsey. The way, the things that he used in this episode to set a tone, uh, brilliant, brilliant. It just using, u- using the Shining itself. We'll we'll get into it in, in a little bit here, but fantastic stuff. Really, truly fantastic great stuff. Mom. All right, uh, for me, the good. Uh, I have a tie here. Uh, the first one is the shot of Jack. <laughs> I
0: just need a moment. What I love that our Google Docs for our GBGs. I put down like two words. You know, my great so real that's all it is so <laughs> real whereas blake has giant paragraphs for his thing well because it helps me it- i know it helps you i just love the differences of how our brains work i just write <laughs> so real <laughs> and you have well thought out we should put paragraphs. our show notes up
1: like, i don't know uh, all right so uh, the first one is, uh, of me for me is the shot of jack besides randall's bed uh, as he's a little kid um it, it just this head head like totally straight down look at the two of them. Jack is below, Randall is up, and you could see Jack sleeping. Randall's sitting there with his hands on his chest, eyes open. It was. The way that it's framed and it's blocked, it's just a beautiful shot. Like I, I really appreciate it. But one that really stands out for me here is the, obviously the dream that uh, that Randall has as a teenager about his about his dad and his dad being at the dinner table and uh, essentially recreating the dinner from this the episode "Storybook Love," um, and. Teenage Reynolds there is saying that he's dead. You're dead. What are you doing? All the things that are involved in that that this mm. this real there's real subtext here of that he's angry at his dad and no one's listening and, and, and no one's paying attention and no nobody understands the gravity of what's about to happen and which means they probably
0: filmed that on that same day as those darn Cornish hens.
1: Uh Maybe, maybe. Apps. It's, it's it's a total possibility.
0: If they did, good job.
1: <laughs> uh, for, I mean, maybe not. The bad for me. And this uh, this do. is kind of an unfair take. This is this is one of those takes that I'm probably going to regret, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stuck with it. Uh, I like... don't like what they're doing with Kate in this episode. Yeah, and I feel like it's gonna suck uh, in the third episode.
0: Okay, so that's literally why you wanted to give this a four seven. Yes. Okay. Because I'm glad the whole thing with Kate,
1: eight. it just feels so transparent. It feels so transparent and I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, the great though, uh, I have a tie again. Uh, the first, the dream with Randall, unable to stop the guy from lightly grazing Beth, like on her shoulder. And he's just sitting there laying down screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was brutal. Um, but the, 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 the real great here is the final scene that we play at the end, at the beginning of our episode, the podcast here, uh, Randall calling Kevin and Sterling K Brown mm-hmm. is really good at his job, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> really good at his job. There's a reason why he has Emmys. There's a reason why he's the man. Um, and he he. This is probably some of his best work since Memphis, in okay. my opinion. Agreed. It was it was really or really good. Or since Frozen too. Um. <laughs> yes, it's Frozen two <laughs> and. You are <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a bad line from Frozen 2. Uh, but it goes to show you how far these people have come in their relationship and also how far they're going to fall later on, as Mary stated earlier. Um, this is this is like peak stuff between Randall and Kevin right here. I'm I'm so in on it. Marvin, are you ready for the big three feedback? Yes I am. Let's do it. And we said That's three. Big three? Big three! Russell McVicar
0: loved this episode because it was Randall-centric and it showed an interesting evolution and a realized creation. Yes, Randall's great fear of monsters as a child was squished as Jack told him to keep his act together because the other two weren't for him to deal with, but it was still there. Fear and anxiety simply doesn't just go away with a thought. It needs to be dealt with as many through the episode suggested that he do it needs to be talked about but the more one attempts to suppress it the more it grows and becomes even more difficult to temper randall released some of his built-up tension into the purse snatcher which this was uh was way in excess and he received some release from the physical activity briefly but when the office staff received him as a hero the next day he realized he was no hero but the monster he feared many years ago as a child a hint of this hidden component can be glimpsed at when Jack watched a film on that first separate bedroom night, The Shining, in which an ordinary man turned into a monster. I'll give this five lemonades for the structure, direction, and great acting by Sterling K. Brown.
1: Hey, shout out to Russell McVicker, who is one of the, the long-lasting listeners of ours from uh, The Leftovers podcast, The Living Reminders. And a boy joining us on the This Is Us Thank you, tour here. Yeah, thanks, Russell. This one comes from Jessica Lapore. Uh, she says four point seven lemonades, very reminiscent in style to seasons two, episodes number one, two, and three style, where we each get big three stories, with this being a hell of a week part one, hoping they can keep the momentum up in the next one. Very much enjoyed them showing what appeared to be the origin of Randall's issues with Jack, asking him to be the stable one, and him silently silently laying in bed staring at the ceiling being afraid of monsters. I suppose that's my great for the episode. My good is showing the fallout from the fire with Randall waking up in his dorm with the fire drill going on and Beth comforting him. The bad is probably the bit with Randall happening upon a woman getting mugged. That was a little too much for my liking in an episode stuffed with coincidences. I understand what they're trying to get across here, that it was all very overwhelming for Randall with one thing after another going wrong, but they didn't need to beat us over the head with it. Looking forward to the podcast. Well, Jessica, we're here. We're recording it. We read your comment.
0: You're welcome. Angela Hickey gives us episode 4.3 Lemonades. I felt like we didn't get much new information regarding Randall. For me, the more interesting bit was the dynamic of Kevin and Randall. I suppose hiding what is going on with Rebecca will blow up into what puts Kevin and Randall in a state of divide within six months. Kevin will obviously feel betrayed by it. The other element of interest was the hint of what's going on with Kate and Mark and what he did to her that Kevin called Randall about. Are we thinking physical physical, um, battery? However, I feel like we have been down this road with Randall. We've seen this story plot played out in detail. So while it was a decent episode, I just don't feel like it gave me a lot of new stuff about Randall that we didn't already know. The one thing about that did perk my interest regarding Randall's storyline was Jack telling Randall at the end of a long night, basically, your brother and sister are a mess, but I need you to be brave and buck up. Without realizing it, Jack set him up to feel like he had to be the strong one and not show weakness. You can see repercussions of that now.
1: All right. So there are a couple of things here, Mary, that I want to ask you about as we get into the rest of this episode and the things that stand out to us. Uh, and it's actually brought up by both uh, Jessica here and um, and Angela. The first one that I want to bring up to you, Jessica says, um, her bad was the bit with Randall just happening upon a woman getting mugged. And... I can't help but think I agree with her. This is it's broad daylight. This guy just just shows up and grabs a bag from this woman and starts beating her up in in her car and it just so happens Randall is running past it. Is this a coincidence or is this something that's real do you think that could happen and is it something that you were okay with by the end of the episode?
0: I mean, I said to Blake even during this episode that that too felt very real to me. <laughs> um because I myself have walked in on um, a violent situation in broad daylight, and I got in the middle of it as well. God,
1: this, is like, this was written just for you.
0: This episode, yeah. This are episode, you a John
1: Dorsey like talking I don't know. on the side? John, here? are
0: you like a psychic? I okay, another story. So I was on my college campus, broad daylight. Uh, summer session I heard help help me please turned around there's this guy who's being like who's bleeding and then some other guy wicked tall who's like walking up up against the wall and I walked over and I said are you okay sir and he said no this is my student he's very upset with his test and I looked at this giant of a man he was kind of foaming at the mouth and he was like mumbling and he was like yelling at this guy I'm going to get you and your wife and I stood in between them and I said you back up sir before you make a big mistake <laughs> that you're going to regret
1: <laughs> you back up, sir.
0: Before
1: <laughs> you make a big mistake. I'm like
0: protecting this grown man <laughs> from a giant man foaming at the mouth. The other guy was bleeding. Like, what am I doing? And I somehow, like, talked him down oh. and got help with the cops I don't know I did all this stuff and they freaking gave me a hero cake I won (laughs) I won like um good a good Samaritan award that I don't even think existed they made it up for me from URI and gave me a cake so when I saw Randall walk in I had so much my mom yelled at me for that too she said why are you walking up to a crazy person foaming at the mouth telling him to step away you could have been cut or hurt just walk away Mary but nonetheless when I saw this in broad daylight
1: Whoa.
0: when I saw this in broad daylight I said that stuff happens it happens man and sometimes when you're a Gryffindor like Randall or Mary you just step in <sighs> my god <laughs> and then you get a cake Good job, hero. Cake.
1: You know, you got John Dorsey's cake.
0: Oh. <laughs> it was it was a big sheet cake.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry. All right.
0: So, what was your other question? So you said, it, "Do you have it, a problem with it?" I don't have a problem.
1: You don't have a problem. You don't feel like it's just a coincidence that he just guys, happens to fall upon I, this.
0: I obviously deeply connected with this episode in way too many ways, John Dorsey. Wherever you are, if you will enjoy tacos, my friend, we are meant to be best friends. Oh no, God! Please no. I'm not no. saying we need to be in love, John. No. I'm just saying. No! Did uh, did we just become friends, best friends? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. But <laughs> what's your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptor.
0: <laughs> Do you like to play Teenage Ninja Turtles at vintage arcades?
1: Oh my God, hey, Dorsey, take a hike.
0: But I'm just saying we could be friends. <laughs> Granted, though, this was like anxiety ridden, so maybe I don't you want know, it. I was
1: liking this guy, and now I'm out. No, now you know I'm what? out on John I Dorsey. Actually,
0: I take this bag. John gave me all the bad feels, so. <laughs> I don't. I may not want to be your friend, John.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. All right, continue. All right. The, the,
0: the, this, do you have another this question? This poor guy me? Is like,
1: why are these people ranking on no, me? No,
0: I believe he deserves a cake.
1: Oh man, I'm
0: just saying he did a very good job. I'm oh, not hating,
1: man. All right, continue. so the next question comes from Angela, obviously, uh, and she said something along the lines of, "We didn't learn anything new about Randall here." Do you agree with this statement, or do you disagree with this statement?
0: Um, I think one of the things that is very difficult for a television show to get across is that illnesses that you cannot always see on the outside are there all the time. Mm-hmm. Addiction is something that Kevin is going to be battling with and going to hopefully be in recovery from for the rest of his life. He is going to always be in recovery hopefully unless something bad happens Mm -hmm. randall has severe high functioning anxiety it is always there and we've been able to see randall pretty much keep his act together while he's doing incredibly crazy things that would make the most Rational human, you know, need to have a little vacation, have a little break. And yet Randall runs. And yet Randall adds more to his plate. Sure, Um, And we all know that this is bad and we all know that it's going to see Randall break. But I think that it's important because this is, to me, a trait of a higher functioning person who suffers from anxiety.
1: I think the real interesting thing that they're doing here and your boy John Dorsey is doing is that he's setting up a direct uh, parallel to Jack for um, for Randall. Now, even though Randall gets his uh, anxiety, as we know from previous episodes from William, because that's obviously his natural-born son, what, what I think he's doing here, uh, Dor- Dorsey is doing, is he's saying, you know, Jack had his own issues with alcoholism and whatever, uh, and he took uh, plenty of time and effort and into his family. He worked very hard to overcome it. He did things to distract himself from it. Like, let's put it in into perspective. Jack had the boxing thing, mm-hmm. right? Jack did the boxing to help get him out of the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And 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 we all know that Jack didn't really talk to people about his yeah. stuff. He kept it all to him. And the same thing here is happening with Randall. Randall is us- utilizing running. He's utilizing all these things to kind of stem the or or yeah, get the anxiety away from him and he's not talking and not only is he not talking, he's refusing to talk to to anybody. He doesn't want not anymore. he he doesn't want to do it. That's true. He does talk to Kevin by the end, which is an interesting thing that he does for that character, which is what I kinda disagree with Angela in this one in this part, which is we do learn something about, about Randall. He has this he has this anxiety issue but it's it's manifested itself in so many different ways but then he finally takes a step in the right direction to overcome it. He's no longer being like codependent on Beth to help him out after, you know, his dad died or whatever. He's actually taking steps to talk about it.
0: Well, and I think what's important too is that Obviously, Randall has very severe anxiety. Like We think back to when he had that breakdown in his office, crying in the corner with Kevin beside him. And yet we haven't seen Randall have an ongoing therapist. We haven't seen Randall have uh, medical assistance you know we we don't we don't see him being treated in one way shape or form ongoing Mm -hmm. you know he took the little break he got some help but that was it but this has been this wasn't just a one-time thing for randall randall obviously this episode i mean we've been able to see throughout the show randall's always had anxiety sure so he needs to have upkeep and i think that he's finally realizing that now
1: absolutely uh he he absolutely is realizing it uh and probably should have realized it a long time ago uh especially with the aid of his mother like Mm there there is this great scene where rebecca's like what's the deal with your dreams like what's going on with that as she's distracted by kevin and and Mm -hmm. sophie and whatever and he and and young randall just refuses to talk about it even beth beth finally gets to him as young beth by the way young beth oh my gosh Dude, we thought that she was nor I want I don't
0: want to call her old Beth. I'm calling her normal age Beth.
1: <laughs> current age.
0: Current age Beth.
1: Yes. Uh we thought that she was like I thought they were doing this really cool thing instead of having old or current, current age, age Randall, they had they were doing this really cool visual trick of having young Randall next to current age Beth. And it's just this thing showing you. It's
0: just the two actresses look so much alike. They look
1: so similar. You're like, oh my god, we really thought it was. Yeah, Blake was and I were like, Beth.
0: oh cool, it's teenage and current age, and then we realized, oh no, just the teenage Beth. Yep. Is such a perfect dupe for <laughs> right? Uh, you know the, <laughs> the younger the version. doppelganger, yes. if you will. Yes. yes, the younger doppelganger.
1: Uh, and this kind of I think speaks to their relationship a little bit here. Uh, there are two things that I want to talk about about the Randall and Beth relationship. Do you think he does put too much of a burden on Beth as it relates to his emotional stuff as when they were younger and eventually as they were older? Or do you think that's just the natural kind of thing that happens between a married couple?
0: Um, I mean, what is good is that Beth you know, tried to get him help. She tried to, she, but she also never told him I can't do this anymore. Right. So I think that Beth is a very healthy companion for Randall.
1: hmm I would agree. I do wonder if it is a tad unfair for Beth, but sometimes like I know for you and I, my love, you know, I've gone through some things, um, where I had to lean on you and lean on me uh, no I hate that song oh god I hate that song oh god I hate that song so much <laughs> um, I had to lean on you for it and it probably was unfair of me to, to do so but I, that's what I needed and, and you've done the same for me where it's just like that's what you needed um, and I really got this great sense when Beth says listen we need to talk we need to clear our schedules, and we need to figure this out. And it just so happened that this came right after the scene with with Jack and 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 young young Randall and Jack sleeping. And he says to and Jack says to him, "Listen, I need you to I need you to toughen up here because you you two are you, you two siblings are a, are a handful, and I need you to be tough here. You know, you look." to your parents for guidance and strength and hope and uh, being correct and that need of love. And I, it was sent up upon, well, I mean, it was delivered on next scene with Beth and Randall. And she says, we need to talk and we got to figure this out. And what struck me about it was this sentiment that they are a unit, they're, it's not just Beth, it's not just Randall, it's Beth and Randall. And they are together, they're taking care, they are a unit. And it, that may be colored by a lot of the things that are going on in my personal life right now, outside of our little family, but you, I can't believe how much you can lean on your partner and the fact that you're creating your own life together, Right. Did you get that sense from that conversation, or is this just me looking way too into it?
0: I mean, you went really deep. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> you went there. But I think I did. that that is the partnership, and I think that that's why theirs is a really interesting one to watch um, because they they are a good a good balance for each other in in this particular time.
1: Yes. Um, what do you think about the conversation between Darnell and Randall? How'd that go?
0: Oh, Darnell.
1: I like Darnell. I'm kind of in I on him.
0: I love Darnell because Darnell, Darnell is YOLO man. He is like, you live once. I am gonna say things as it is. Yes, I've got tattoos. Yes, I've lived a life, friend. But I am like all here just to be like a good human being and looking out for people. And he just comes over and tells it like it is. And I feel like, I feel like this is what happens. It, it's really tough when you open up um, about your own insecurities or uh, not insecurities, but when you open up about something that people could see as a weakness, you know, for him to say like, I had to go through therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't know how people are going to take it. And I loved that he was able to say, I knew why you were off. You know, Malik told me what happened. So it makes sense to me. That's why I didn't lay into you in that town meeting, but like, you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a story about how I wasn't okay. Um, you know, you, that is not an easy thing.
1: No, not at Especially all. Especially
0: to someone who you're not necessarily close to.
1: You're not even really buddies with at all.
0: For him to come up and say, I went through therapy. Right. And not only did I go through therapy, but I think you
1: probably need to. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're, he's almost getting through. He's just about there. And then all of a sudden, I was like, nope, I'm good. Thanks. I'm going to go running. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you were just there. You're just there, and this actually kind of segues beautifully into the whole councilman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my eyes started to glaze over when they started when they started talking about the about this bill, the housing bill, and it's going to raise rents on certain people, and this and that, and it, and again, I think that's an interesting topic. I think it's an interesting thing to discuss, but not on this is us. This is us is not a show about that, but. Your boy John Dorsey does a great thing here, and it's kind of what happened with the like this the the councilman's story earlier, which is it's not the thing. As I've said many times, it's the thing that gets you to the thing, which is it's not about the apartment building. Apartment building. It's about businesses. It's about Randall and how he's dealing with himself and Randall, his
0: inability to focus. Yeah, he can't yes. focus.
1: So my eye started, I was getting a popsicle headache because this is not about, this is not what this is us is is about.
0: We, Mary and Blake, do not enjoy the councilman storyline. Right. That's what I'm saying. But exactly. It's not about that. But
1: it's about how that thing is affected by Randall and how Randall, Randall's life is crumbling around him and the councilman thing is a part of the greater thing of Randall's life and what they're trying to get across. So I, that was a big mistake, in my opinion, what they did in season three. They made the Councilman plotline The Thing, and that was boring. Agreed. This is about the relationships that he's having and how they're affected. Yeah. And how this is being manipulated by The Thing, mm-hmm. which I really quite like. Um, anything else you got for this episode, my love?
0: Um, did you find it a little confusing when... They were missing the earrings and the cufflinks. Did you think like, oh, did the guy come back in last night?
1: No, I I it took it as though, uh, the guy did go up into the room, yeah, uh, and get them. Yeah, what I thought was going to happen at first was Kevin. I'm sorry, Randall was going to go into the bathroom mm-hmm. and see his cufflinks in the bathroom. Yeah. And sit see them like on the sink or something, like he took them out and didn't remember that he took them out. Yeah. And then it was gonna kind of play into the Because whole- that's what
0: happens when you get robbed. You sit there and you say, Where at least if you're messy like me, like, <laughs> where is this? Right. I remember um what the second time that I had been broken into and, and valuable things had been taken, about a month later, I realized that my digital camera was gone. Yeah. You know, it's like different little things that I didn't write down the police report because you know, we were so focused on important jewelry. Like Blake had bought me this beautiful necklace. Um that was gone. Like it was like these, these big pieces that we automatically looked for were gone. Right. But then other things and you sit there and you say, am I just missing it? Did I put it somewhere else or was that taken? And that's what I was thinking with this thing with the cufflinks, like is Randall imagining this? Oh no, this is an actual thing. It, it, you know, it took, I'm just saying it took me a couple moments to understand. No, he didn't come back. No, they didn't lose it. This actually all happened. He was walking through their house with a knife.
1: Yep. Um, Yeah, Uh, one other thing that kept on happening to me throughout the episode was, I, you could still make an argument if you really wanted to, that it could have been a a hallucination. Yeah, uh, because nothing happened to Randall. Like, and well, Randall
0: broke his fifth. What was it? I want to say marsupial, but it's not. Metatarsal? Yes.
1: <laughs> marsupial? <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> no, no, yes. that's from punching the guy. Well, yes. I'm saying the, the, but he didn't punch the home invader. He punched the yes, The, correct. the, 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 the oh, lady robot. I Robin. thought
0: you were trying to say this whole
1: episode. Oh, no, 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 no. It. I'm sorry. I meant the first encounter. And I kept thinking, well, there's still room here. There's still room for it to be a, an hallucination because. Just because Randall remembers putting money down on the counter doesn't mean that it actually happened. great Right? Uh, but I,
0: it was funny. You and I sat down. We were going, all right, is this a dream? Is this a dream? Is this a hallucination? Nope. Right. But, and the more we watched the episode, we realized, no, this actually is happening. So
1: part of me wanted to be right and see the cufflinks on the kitchen, I mean, on the bathroom sink, and see her earrings on the bathroom sink or something like that. Like, I, that's what I wanted to see out of it. And- it would further mess with Randall even more, right? Than mm-hmm. than what we would already imagine. I do have to say that I was my take on it with the home invasion part of it wasn't wrong, but it wasn't right. I'm not I'm not so gonna go so far as saying I'm walking back my take, but I'm almost there. Like I'm opening the door for it that the home invasion bit was gonna be really bad. Like, like bad television. It wasn't. It wasn't. And in fact, it was probably the best of both worlds, the way that it was written, meaning like, okay, this, this happened and it was very scary, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't the thing. The home invasion was not the thing. Mm -hmm. It was the thing that gets us to the thing, which is how does Randall handle all of this stuff? Like the fire alarm when he was in college wasn't the thing. It was the thing that gets you to the thing. How he was so upset about his dad and the fire, and it was that was just not that long ago that his dad died from the fire, and he has the fire up. We Gotta go, we gotta get out of here right now.
0: Those fire alarms. Oh
1: man, those, those things are terrible.
0: Caught me when I was in the shower once. Did you really? Freshman freaking year, man. <laughs> That's how I made friends. I was the girl wet in a towel while standing outside. Oh my god.
1: <sighs> Oh my god! Hey, fun bit of trivia for this episode.
0: Please change we, the topic from all my embarrassing
1: stories. Let's I absolutely move on from this. Uh, we're gonna whistle past the graveyard Thank on that you. one. Um, fun bit of a, a trivia. Okay. We now know that Rebecca and Jack were married on May sixteenth, nineteen seventy six. Yay! We also know that their first date takes place on December twenty third, nineteen seventy two. Which is the night of the Immaculate Reception, if you recall that episode. That was their first date.
0: Their first date, I thought, was eating candied apples. And that's not Christmas time.
1: That was the Immaculate Reception. That was the problem with that episode, you remember? Like the Immaculate Reception was in the winter and everyone was like, Yeah, but how could you go to a fair in the winter?
0: Okay. Yeah, you're right. I do remember complaining about this. Remember that? Okay.
1: Okay. And, and they weren't
0: bundled warm enough.
1: And we also know that the big three are born on August thirty first, nineteen
0: eighty. So why are you saying all these dates?
1: Oh, I'm just—it's—it's it's just a point of reference for everybody. Oh, okay. Like it was—it it was an interesting <laughs> fact that we now know when they Their were married. Wedding date, yeah. You know, like it's it's piecing all these small things together. That I
0: just pulled out my tea bag <laughs> from
1: my mug, Lumos. That's not for you. Oh Sorry. man! Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Anything okay. else you got for this episode? Um. I, I I just find the dramatic irony of knowing that Randall and Kevin are not going to be speaking to be so powerful. Agreed, and it's not that far away from now.
0: I care more about this than I do about watching Kate's problem.
1: Yeah, you know
0: why? Because I Kate's feel problem like better
1: blow my doors tr- off. That's
0: it. They're trying to make this Kate thing the new her. They're trying to make the Kate thing. How did Jack die? You know, it's like they've sprinkled it in.
1: And I think it's a step you below know, both, but you're yes, you're, you're, you're but on the right track. Saying.
0: It's the it's this season's how did Jack die? It's this season's who is her? You yep. know, like just. Stop! Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over the fact that we need to wait well into February, because if you guys didn't get the memo, Kevin's episode, the next episode of This Is Us, isn't for two weeks. Oh, really? It's not until February freaking 11th.
1: Oh, I did not know
0: that. Ready? There's something they're doing with Ellen. They're doing, like, a bajillion Things of Ellen's show. Ugh. And then it's the State of the Union. Shame! So because of that, we have to wait for Kevin's episode and see what happens between well, him and Sophie at a funeral.
1: I get I get the State of the Union thing. They did that last year, Because that's too. when you want to have sex. Yeah, <laughs> At a funeral. At your mom's funeral. I got a great hot take on that. Oh, my goodness. I got a great hot take. Well,
0: let's just jump in.
1: All right. Well, no. We got oh. we in a out. You ready for in or out? <laughs> okay. Let's do it. What's
0: it going to be, McFly? Are you in? You in? Out. Out.
1: I realized, because I listen to every episode that we produce of, of any podcast. We couldn't
0: be more different.
1: I listen to every single one religiously. And I go back and I'm like, okay, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? How do we improve? That whole thing. You're so good. And I realized last episode, I didn't play that sound. And it got me so mad that I was, I was seconds away from taking the one that we had up down to replace it with that sound. Oh my gosh. I was going to do it. And then I realized, you know what? It, it don't matter that much. But I was that upset. All right. In a <laughs> out. In a out. Um, in a on therapy. Totes in. I am way in on therapy. I used to not be in on therapy. And then? And then I met my wife. <laughs> and then I took him to
0: couples therapy, which really That's became true. Blake's therapy. Uh, yeah. It took you a little while to open up. So we'd just sit there and I would tell the therapist what was going on with you.
1: Yeah. I'm a very private person, especially as it comes to my marriage. I don't want anybody knowing my stuff.
0: And then you've married me, who talks about- Everything. Everything on a microphone. <laughs> to
1: thousands of people. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I got a good Tens Samaritan cake out of, of that. Hey, know. <laughs> All right. In or out on being a city councilman or councilwoman.
0: In, in, in. We, but really, it's out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we call, well, we call. I that call, actually
0: is the reunion rule one. Th-
1: Uh, That is the reunion. That is the reunion rule. That was the first one. That's right. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Because you wanted to
1: be a real life Leslie. Nope.
0: Well, there's. There's Okay, we're from Rhode Island, guys. If you don't know Rhode Island, we've got really corrupt politics. And Blake and I live in the most important ward in the state. And, oh my gosh, I told Blake I could run for this seat. And I would win because in Rhode Island, I'm a little famous. And I think people would recognize my name and they would vote for me. And I could, like, make a big change. Yes. But I didn't because Blake's like said, I'm gonna call the reunion rule. You cannot run for office.
1: That's right. That is right. She wanted to be the real life oh. Leslie Nope, and I was like, Nope, can't do that. Oh my gosh, we
0: figured it out. Okay, so yes, I would love to be a um well councilwoman, the councilwoman. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to Whatever. be a councilwoman, but my husband won't let me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am out on being a councilman. Way out. I no know, thanks.
0: I know you are. Uh but you're r- prohibiting me from making a change. Do you realize how important it is for women to be running for elected positions right now?
1: Absolutely. And, and that I could honestly win. I think it's win. a great idea.
0: And I totally agree Just with you, you that I would win and I would do it for a month and then I'd like, be like this is too much work. I
1: don't like this people anymore. are mean. <laughs> People <laughs> don't get along. She's sitting there with her arms crossed with her face all pushed up. Eatings are boring. <laughs> we you going to have
0: candy today. <laughs> Where are the tacos? Where's John?
1: <laughs> Where's John? <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, in or out on t- town hall meetings. Totally in. I'm way out. Oh, my God. Do you I remember, remember how you used to go out. to all the
0: Providence ones oh because of the God. crime?
1: Did you get upset because <laughs> you're like, but the answer is to get a dog?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no joke, guys. I went to the city meeting. We were having a massive break-in problem, obviously. <laughs> and the freaking
1: mayor and the cops said, get a Dog! Oh no, God! Please no! no. That was no. their biggest suggestion: was to no. get
0: a dog. <laughs> the city of Providence, the capital of Rhode Island. Uh, Blake and I then moved.
1: Yeah, right after that, <laughs> we we're like, nope, not, not gonna happen. Not great, Bob. Their biggest great suggestion
0: Bob. is to get a dog. Uh,
1: all right, in or out on the Great British Bake Off? We
0: find that it really deters the. Uh, get British a frigging
1: dog! Road. Yeah. What? A, thanks for the thanks for all the tax money <laughs> we gotta pay. Yeah,
0: uh, Great Britain. Break off?
1: Yes, in or out on that.
0: Um, I want to be in. I'm out. But I haven't watched it yet because I've been binging Virgin River instead. <laughs> and you want to know who's on that? Sophie.
1: Sophie is in on that. All right, so in or out on in or out on Virgin River?
0: In, except for this one episode that Blake had to watch.
1: It Was the wor- one of the worst episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad. <sighs>
0: for those of you who've watched it, it was the episode where the mayor doesn't get to play cards with their friends. <laughs> For the donuts, not a great episode. And everybody has a
1: different name than they're actually The one guy's called Preacher. Another, another guy's, another lady's called Doc.
0: Yes, those and, are their names. And the, He's and then a doctor.
1: Another, and the, yeah, but that ain't his name. It's Preacher. Hey you Preacher. Call, you call me Marvin. Hey, preach. Yeah, no, but every person is not every person calls you Marvin. Our kids now do things they, a lot. I know that's true. My oh,
0: four year old, my four year olds came out to me. Hey, Marvin.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, in or out on a, in or out in, on uh, horror movies. I'm out. I am way in. I make no. I make Mary watch one horror movie a year.
0: Yeah,
1: one. That's all. She, that's all she needs.
0: <laughs> I have an anxiety problem, guys.
1: Yeah, this year's this year's was a quiet place, which is not really. It's h- not really horror. horror. You agreed to do it, thinking that it was horror. But I so. also believe
0: in aliens, and it kind of kept me up for way too many nights. In
1: or out on The Shining.
0: Um, I'm in, in the sense that it was a, an incredible movie, and I don't really need to see it anytime soon. Oh, I love The Shining. I do love... I will say, out of horror, I do enjoy Stephen King. Yes. I, do, I really do. Yes,
1: you do. Uh, uh, the Shining is it's one of those films... I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: It's just, it's more thought provoking when you say horror movies. Like, I don't like just bloody B horror like films.
1: Friday the 13th. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. not
0: into that, but Stephen King, I can do.
1: Yes. Um, the Shining is just one of those films that you can go down the rabbit hole and, and just get lost in it. It's kind of like The Matrix, but just different. You can just get lost in a film, and The Shining is, is one of them. In uh, or out on Braveheart, the movie.
0: Oh my God. When Blake and I
1: heard those bagpipes. <laughs> we knew immediately. <laughs> Braveheart the movie? Yeah, Braveheart the movie. Are you in or out? All in. I'm all in too. Love that film. It's peak Mel Gibson. Have
0: you painted your face half blue?
1: I've not done that.
0: You haven't lived.
1: <laughs> no, I have not. All right, In or Out on Braveheart the soundtrack.
0: Owned the CD. And I did too. I like freaking love it.
1: The, the worst part about this is, is that I actually played Braveheart the soundtrack while studying in college. At the time. Want me to up you? Sure, absolutely.
0: I played the Braveheart soundtrack on my saxophone. No! Mic drop.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Lastly, in in or out on running
0: in because i signed me and blake up for a 5k
1: <laughs> the worst decision i've ever made we in don't my life. run <laughs> i'm not a runner never have been never will be
0: we eat tacos yes um but we're gonna be running this summer guys oh
1: god and by running
0: i mean just in a 5k but that's a big thing for us it is cheers son.
1: i'm gonna walk i'm gonna walk that's the 5k fine. that's fine can, it's fine all right yeah uh, i got a hot take for this one no i do All right, so this is a developing take. I believe in aliens. I want to believe in aliens. Well, no, I should that, that, remember the poster and, and Fox Mulder's uh, in, uh, in his office, and it has the alien ship with the bite. Oh, the hold on. Someone crying. Sorry, ladies and gents. Yes, someone yes, was yes. crying. It was our daughter. <laughs> it was absolutely our daughter. What was wrong who with was? Her? She had a bad dream. Oh, my God. She went full Randall in this one.
0: Stop. Actually, Why are you down here?
1: Well, because she's fine now. Okay. She went back to bed. And I was actually just up there talking. We had to obviously take a quick break. It happened within a second for you guys. But for us, it was about five minutes. Um, as I'm talking to her, I was thinking about Jack and how he's like, hey, because I asked her, did you have a bad dream, my daughter? And she said, oh, yeah, I did. And I said, oh, it's okay. Well, don't worry about it. Everything's, Daddy's here. Everything's going to be fine. And if you recall, I was actually thinking about this as I was talking to her jack says to randall you believe in monsters and he's like yeah he's like well listen they're gonna have to get through me to get to you Mm -hmm. and do you think that's gonna happen and and randall says no and i uh, thought about this and i was like this is so freaking awesome randall tells the guy the the home invader you ain't getting through me it's not gonna happen
0: this all just happened to you
1: this all just happened to me two seconds ago, as I'm talking to my daughter about monsters and bad dreams and all this other stuff. And I was like, "Wow, holy smokes, that was that was freaking cool." Yeah. Anyway, uh, as we were talking about, I was talking about <laughs> we were talking about Fox Mulder's poster, and, and it has the alien ship and with the light, and it says, "I want to believe." Okay. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, this is this is also a developing take as well. Okay. This is a sl-
0: <laughs> what? I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready for this episode to be done. It okay. was very difficult for me. Alright,
1: slightly developing take.
0: Now the, my the, daughter has a nightmare. Yeah. The continue. nerds
1: down the hall are working on this one. Okay. Yes. yes. Um the girl in the bed with Kevin at the mm-hmm. end, not Sophie. Okay. Someone else. However, however, Sophie is the baby mama.
0: Well, this would just not be very likable of
1: Kevin. D- Maybe he's not supposed to be like. That's why he says I'm in a situation here. I'm telling you, I'm. I'm not saying that's that. That is what I'm not saying. That is what it is.
0: I mean, that is a situation. I'm not that's like situation
1: Jersey Shore type of situation. Yeah, and he ain't calling the cab. Do you think he calls the cab for for, for, for the non-Sophie to leave? <sighs> okay. I'll call your cab. It's two in the morning, and we have to
0: wait till February 11th.
1: Oh. So I'm not going full Irishman here. I'm not saying it's what it is. I'm not saying that. But it's close. Okay. It's close. All right, Marvin, you ready to close this bad boy out? Very. <sighs> well, I feel like we have to invoke the reunion rule, how special it is, and go full Leslie Nope.
0: <laughs> you do know that. I probably am going to ask to run again, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is the theme song to Parks and Rec.
0: For those of you who've never watched it... If you want to know what I'm like in real life,
1: go, go watch Parks and Rec <laughs> and see Leslie Know. <laughs> I also love waffles. All right, <laughs> All the waffles.
0: My name's Mary.
1: My, what, that, that's it. We got to tell everybody where to go. We got to tell everybody. We already what did
0: in the beginning of the well, episode. Well, we the we music's tell them again. almost done. No,
1: it's not. We got full two minutes of this. Okay, Fine. I got the extended version just for you. What do you want to say, man? We're going to say go to maryandblake.com. Yes. Check out all the amazing podcasts that we have. You got to We got to read the iTunes reviews. I've
0: already closed iTunes. Well, I, wait, listen. I messed it
1: up. We got we got some great iTunes reviews. <laughs> the, thank you very much. There is a process to this, and Mary just messed <laughs> well, it all you up. You just
0: said that, and you moved your hands. It was very Trump. We've got some great iTunes
1: reviews. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it was very Trumpian. It was. <laughs> Unfortunately.
0: My God, please. Please, can we end this anxiety reducing? Well, I thought this would help you. No. The boxing rack doesn't help. Blake, when I want you to calm me down, and I'm like Randall, and I say, talk to me about something, do you think I want to hear this? Yes, of course. No, I want to talk about Virgin River. I want you to bore me with baseball drama. I can do that. Oh, guess what? And then this guy makes a signal, and now he's some other coach, and uh, all in trouble.
1: (laughs) It puts you right to sleep. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Appreciate that. I now realize it will never share anything with you ever again.
0: Whenever I ask you to tell me about baseball, it's because I'm anxious and I want to be bored so I can go to sleep.
1: <laughs> oh finally the music has ended. And then the Astros coach. <laughs> when all of a sudden did I start talking like this?
0: Well, that's what it turns into in my head so I can calm down
1: you know what just for that we're playing it again <laughs> no
0: let's please i just want to no, go no, upstairs we're playing it again
1: we're playing, it again. Uh, we're playing the 32nd version just for you <laughs> hey okay we get it
0: you <laughs> right, like parks fine. and rec i love parks and rec i know you do
1: all right fine well go ahead my name's mary my name's blake and
0: this is us too
1: <laughs> <laughs> go eat waffles